It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pets' heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Up day! Up day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five. We've reached Wednesday, February 7th, 2024, and we're back. Acting better than ever, as always. Well, I don't know if we're better than ever, <laughs> but we are here. That is for sure. That is a that is a certainty. We are here. Right, today is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Oh, sign me up, Sally. Absolutely. Me too, buddy. Yep, yep. As people know, and as you know, I'm sort of spoiled on Italian food, and I'm a bit bougie when it comes to Italian food. Um, I got homemade, you know, homemade Italian food growing up, so I'm not a uh, I'm not a big fan of going out and getting like uh, any type of nice pasta at a restaurant. But absolutely, I love fettuccine Alfredo. Emily makes a decent fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, I I think we just I don't know. I don't think I eat fettuccine. Um, honestly, like when we, when I do Alfredo um, meals, I, I do like bow tie, sure, pasta, yeah, and and, and add some chicken and peas in it. And okay, I'm good. Chicken and pea. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm down with that. We haven't had chicken Alfredo. Or, uh, we usually do like we usually do chicken Alfredo instead of fettuccine Alfredo. Um, but uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I'm 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 down with it. Emily just you know cooks the noodles. Yeah, they're not a. Uh, they're not the homemade Jim Procuro, lovely, you delicious, act. amazing noodles. You act like it's so negative. She just cooks the noodles. Well, when you eat homemade noodles growing up your entire life, yeah, it, it sort of is. So beefy, it's ridiculous. Listen, have you ever had have you ever had homemade pasta? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Have homemade pasta once and then try to eat something out of a box. Just try it. It's it's like it's like instant grits versus real grits. Like there's no comparison. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not in for either. Well, so. you know that's because you're not a that's because you're not a true southerner. Uh, that's debatable. Because you're not a true southerner. Do you like do you like oatmeal or grits more? Oh, definitely oatmeal. Sealed it right there. Definitely. See, see, right there, right there, babe. Fame. Northerner, Yankee. They uh, Emily bought instant grits one time at the grocery store by mistake, and I threw every single box. I threw every single pack away. So we will never, <laughs> never have instant grits in this house ever. <laughs> they are a sin in my house, sin. But yeah, homemade. I'm telling you, just try homemade pasta one time. It's not that hard to make, man. If you have, I'm not against it, dude. Huh? I'm just saying. No, no, I'm I, not against. It. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you ought to try it one time to make homemade pasta. It really isn't that hard. Um, but it just it tastes really really good. You ought to try it one day. One day when we have a uh, a wellness day, make some homemade pasta. Hey, uh, so tomorrow is the trade deadline for yeah. the NBA. I don't I don't know if the Hawks know that. Um, <laughs> do, do you think? Do we make a move? I, dude, I don't I don't know. Like this whole time, I mean, for for weeks, like a month ago, all we've heard was Dejounte Murray was getting traded. This and that and the other thing is going to happen. Obviously, none of it has happened. And I just, like, 
I don't know, man. Uh, yes, I, I thought I thought we were gonna make a move. If if I had to put my money where my mouth is, I would say we make a move. Um, but I, it's, I just I just don't know, dude. I just don't know. This Hawks this Hawks team is so odd with the way they operate, and it's just so poorly made um, that I don't have a lot of faith that even if they do make a move, it's gonna to be the right move. I know the asking price for Dejounte Murray was super high. And from what I understand, that was really the only main piece uh, that was on the table for the Hawks. Um, but yeah, I mean, tomorrow's the trade deadline. If we don't make a move tomorrow, we're going to roll with the squad we got now. And it's just not, it, it's it's not a playoff team. Here's, here's the thing, man. Like, we handled ourselves beautifully over the weekend. For, absolutely. Um, yeah, no doubt. Monday night. I know we got a loss against the Clippers, but we played damn good. We did, and the Clippers like, are first in the really West. The, the, the Clippers yeah. are the number one team in the West. It was a good team. We played we played very, very well. Now, it'd be awesome if we could figure out how to play defense a little bit more. Um, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I wasn't mad well, over the over the Clippers' loss at all. It lost by, what, eight? Something like that, yeah. It was, it was a single-digit game. It was really, really close. Here's the thing. We lost by eight. They need to learn how to play defense, too. Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, look, look, we played damn good. Um, so, like, I, I understand where you're saying where this is not a playoff team. I get it. And it's it's true. But at the same time, like, the Hawks are starting to put something together right now. And, and like, like we mentioned with Mike Conti over the weekend, maybe they're turning your corner. And because they, they looked okay this weekend. Uh you know they looked really good this weekend, beating the Warriors, beating um, who was it the the Suns Sun yep, then giving the uh, Clippers everything they had yeah, and if it weren't for a ridiculously strong shooting night from from beyond the arc, which it just seemed like every time down the <laughs> down the court they just shot a three and and hit it well that, um, if it weren't what that, happens man, when you don't cover anybody at the three point line. Well, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's, we have the second worst defense in the NBA. Like, that was yeah. one of the things that I thought Quinn Schneider was going to correct it. And to be fair, Trey Young has played better. De- Trey Young has played the best defense of his career this year. Trey Young. Much better defense. Th- this might be Trey Young's. Uh, you know, I don't know if the stats say this, but I know what my eyes tell me. And my eyes tell me that Trey Young this year is playing the best basketball he's ever played in Atlanta in a Hawks uniform. Like, he's, if you just watch the games, I don't know if stats tell you that this is the statistically his greatest season ever in a Hawks uniform, but I can tell you with the eye test, me watching this game and watching Trey Young play all year, this is the best season Trey Young has ever had in Atlanta. Um, And he gets into the All Star game to be an injured replacement or whatever. Uh, Honestly, if I was Trey Young, I would have told the NBA to go to hell. I would have. I'd have said, go to hell. I'm not going to the All-Star game. You can kiss my ass. Vote me in because I deserve to be in. And if you don't vote me in, you can kiss my ass. I'm not going in as an injury reserve. I'm not going to the All-Star yeah. game. Absolutely not. You can take that All-Star game and shove it. Congratulations to Trey. Let's go. I mean, he's in. Cool. It's, I I guess. I don't. It's. I am. That it, I mean, it, the NBA hates Atlanta. And it's just a... Uh, I know, buddy. It's just another uh, um, example of it. I just, I just don't, I don't understand it. Hey, DeAndre Hunter, man, he had a big game versus the Clippers. That was hey, nice to see. 
Um, nice to see that A, DeAndre Hunter was still alive, and B, that he had a big game. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it was his first real big uh, game back after the injury, and yeah. he, he played really well. Yep. Um, Jalen Jalen Johnson continues to impress me. Um, um, who was, I think, uh, Double O. Double O was making threes. Yeah. Um, the CC was out, and that makes me curious. You know, if CC's in, is this game a little bit closer you know what i mean it's it's possible um cc is going to be out for a while uh i don't do you, do you have you seen the timeline for how long he's going to be out i know it's going to be it, no. it's going to be a while um for uh for cc i'm not sure when he's going to come back so oo is going to be the dude uh but yeah nice to see dejante or, or deandre hunter come off the bench and have a massive game uh, uh Dejounte Murray actually knocked down some threes. I feel like it's been. Uh, I feel like he. I feel like Dejounte Murray hasn't hit a three in all of 2024. So it's nice to see him knock down some threes as well versus the Clippers. I know Fernando had a game too. Yeah, and he was playing really, really well. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it just got dude. Just gotta, gotta, play some, gotta play some damn defense, dude. 149 points. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like that's oh, we scored 141. So we scored 144. But it, oh. no, it's, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, their defense is, is bad. But they're number so, one in the West, so it doesn't matter. And their defense isn't the second worst in the entire NBA. Ours is. We wow. we gave up almost 50 points in the fourth quarter. We put their defense to the test, didn't we? No, we didn't because we lost. <laughs> they're number one in the West. I'm telling if if we don't play, if, if we can play. Just a tick better defense, we can be in the playoffs. But so far this year, the defense has just been—I mean, the de—the de- I, I don't want to go back to this, but the defense that we played against the Dallas Mavericks when Luka Doncic put up 162 points on us, there were three or four layups that we didn't even contest. I mean, they went from the three-point line to the goal, and we didn't even contest the drive or the layup. It was embarrassing. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it, I mean, it, it was just embarrassing. And that's one of the things that I thought we were going to get better at this year was the defense from the Hawks. I thought that was going to be what Quinn Schneider came in and changed. And I, Billy, has Quinn Schneider done anything different than than any of our other previous coaches the past five years? Uh, sure. I, I don't know. I, like, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any drastic changes. I, I, I question coaches in the nba to an extent i do i think that's fair i mean i Lou won a freaking world championship with the was it the lakers or who was it, no, cleveland? it was the cleveland, cleveland. It's cleveland. <laughs> come on <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i i think there i think there's some probably big coaches out there um eric spolstra i think should be considered one of the elite coaches um, sure. obviously, obviously, Phil Jackson. Um, you know, there's some there's some really good coaches. Uh, Steve Kerr, I Doc think Robert had his moments. Uh, I, I think he's, he's a fringe. I think he's a fringe uh, elite coach out there. Um, but you're right; he has had his moments. And yeah, you you might be right, man. Out outside of that, like it just, you know, does it does it really matter? Does it really matter who the Hawks? Uh, uh, coaches, I don't know. Right, yeah. 
It's just frustrating. Right. It's just uh, frustrating watching this team try to play defense night in and night out and accomplish absolutely uh, nothing. Hey, I think Coach Bud is free. Ooh. I want to bring him back. I, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks fired him after losing, after being successful and then losing, and then they fired their other coach. That, that, man, talk about a franchise that's in a little bit of turmoil. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Uh, let's let's head to our Wednesday pop culture or pop culture Wednesday. Uh, today we are going to do top five greatest athletes to never win a ring. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I like that. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Um. So I did basically one per of the four, uh, the big four. Okay. And then added another one that felt I that was really necessary. So, um, leading off, uh, the when you talk about greatest athletes to never win a ring, this guy always gets brought up, and it's Dan Marino. Has to be Dan number Marino. one. Yeah. He's, he is the guy. And he was fantastic from start to finish, and just unfortunately never had a defense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, when, like you said, when you think of the five, or you think of the greatest athletes with no championship, no ring, He's the first guy that pops into my mind. Um, I, I think for sure. I think he's the ultimate greatest player with no ring in in all of sports, in my opinion. Yeah. What about you? Uh, at number one, I sort of have I have a duo. Uh, these guys played with each other. I don't know if it was their entire career, but I felt like it was their entire career. Um, I used to like them growing up. I, I kind of liked the way both of them played. Uh, Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio. Like both of those guys playing together uh, out in Houston, they were a, an amazing one-two punch for the Astros for years and years and years. Amazing baseball players, never won a championship. Uh, you know, the teams for for whatever reason just never could get over the hump for the Astros. But I, I think Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio, uh, I included them because they were sort of a tandem. Like you can't think of Bagwell without Biggio and Biggio without Bagwell. Uh, so that that that's my that's my first. Uh, athletes uh, that are, are some of the greatest athletes to never win a ring. Bagwell and Biggio out in, out in Houston. My next one is going to the baseball diamond, and it's Ken Griffey Jr. I I love Griffey, dude. Never. I mean, he's it, got the greatest swing in all of baseball, period. He, End oh, of yeah. Story. Yeah. Him, End him, of and, story. him and Nate McLeod. How dare you? What? How dare you put Ken Griffey Jr. Nate McLeod in the same? Nate McLeod has a beautiful swing. Oh. He has a beautiful swing. Nowhere near Ken Griffey. Uh, I don't. Okay. I, it's not better than Ken Griffey's, um, but it's a good swing, uh, dude. Griff, I mean, Griffey was iconic. He was my favorite player, uh, or second favorite player behind Smolsey growing up. And it sucked as a Braves fan living in Georgia because we never got to see Mariners games. Um, and, and I remember, Great. I remember when we went over to the to the Reds, and one of the first games of the the first one of the first games the first year he was with the Reds, they were playing in Atlanta, and I I, I went and, and watched, and I had my I had my Ken Griffey gear on. I felt kind of bad because we were at a Braves game and I was cheering for the Reds, but I loved Griffey, man. I loved Griffey when I was a little kid. Tried to bat left-handed like Griffey when I was a little kid. That didn't go out so well. I wasn't great right-handed, anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, Ken Griffey absolutely deserves one of the top five greatest athletes to never win a ring. I agree, Billy. Gavin, Gavin wears number twenty four in baseball because of Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> and hey, 
kudos to MLB The Show for getting these younger kids involved in the older generation of baseball players. Like, kudos to that, man. Yep. Yep, and, and, and everyone wants to hate on it, but yeah, you're right. If it weren't for... I mean, growing up, I, I read books. I read books about, you know, baseball legends, sure, right? Sure, sure. We didn't have MLB The Show growing up for me until, well, like... Y'all didn't have electricity, remember. probably, when you were a little kid. Yeah, Pong Pong was the biggest one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when, when I was growing up, I don't... I think ML, MLB the show didn't come out until like the late 90s. Yeah. So I was already in middle school. But for these kids now that are growing up with it, they're growing up with it. Yes. Yeah. And you've got this great tool where they're doing um, like legends in the game and stuff like that. It's the best. It is the absolute best. And they, they mimic their swing and everything. And it's, du- dude, it's perfect. It is. But anyway. It is. Do you remember King Griffey right. Jr. Slugfest when we were little kids? Do you remember that video game yeah. on N64? Oh. Course, you such a great yeah. dude pumped so many hours in that game it was so much fun uh th- real quick talking about video games and i was talking about this the other day with, with a coach i said you know when i was nine years old i had no idea what the hell a tampa tool de- tampa two defense was in football but grayson knows because he's played madden for so long so i think i think sports games i think a lot of people looked at it, look at them negatively but you can use them as a positive tool to sort of reinforce what you're trying to teach them on the on the field um uh, but but at number two for the greatest athletes to never win a ring, I have Charles Barkley, the big mound to rebound. Uh, Barkley uh, is, is a is you know uh, widely considered one of the top, probably I would say twenty to twenty five NBA players of all time. Had a lot of great Suns team, just never could uh, could win a ring because of that damn Michael Jordan. Uh, so I got I got Charles Barkley in my top five greatest athletes to never win a ring. Good call. Um, for my next one, we head to the NHL. We have to go with King Henrik. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, one of the greatest goalies of all time. He was fantastic. He stood on his head constantly. This guy was was legitimately one of the best goalies of, of all time, and he never won a ring. Um, again, you, you talk about it. You talk about Dan Marino. He, he didn't have defense ahead of him. Like, you're, you're the last line of defense, and I get that as a goalie, but... When you've got nothing in front of you, <laughs> it sucks for Henry. I didn't know so, he yeah. never won a ring. That that kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Uh, my next one, one of the greatest defensive players in NFL history, Dick Buckus. I mean, that name what? is synonymous with defense. Uh, one of the one of the greatest. I remember I remember hearing a story. Uh, I forget who it was. Got tackled by Dick Buckus, and he said his hands were so strong. He tackled him with one hand around the ankle and it left a bruise around his ankle where Dick Buck is tackling him with one hand. Um, I want to say it was Gail Sayers, but I could be completely making that one up. Uh, but yeah, Dick Buckus, I have in there. One of the top five greatest athletes to never win a ring. Good call on that one. Uh, my next one, we hit to the NBA and I'm going to say practice. We talking about practice. Look, Allen Iverson, regardless of what you think about him is, you know, with the whole practice thing, he was a hell of an athlete, Dude. and he <laughs> never, never wanted, never sniffed it either. Like, never came close. So, yeah, uh, Allen Iverson is one of the greatest athletes to never win a ring, for, in my opinion. The closest he came, oh, crap, what season is it? I know I know Abner, Abner and Chris would be able to tell me. Um, 
one of the seasons he made it to the NBA Finals and lost to Kobe Bryant in, uh, I think it was like four games. I think they got swept. Uh, crap, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, AI, good shot, man. A- AI was probably for, I don't know, eight to ten years, the most entertaining player in the NBA. I, I loved Allen Iverson. Actually, it's it's um it's Abner's Abner's favorite player of all time in the NBA is Allen Iverson. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember Kobe Bryant said one time, the entire NBA is lucky that Allen Iverson uh, isn't isn't like six four six five um, because he was for for a for a time span there, he was the greatest most entertaining player in the NBA, and he played like every minute of every game like ai never sat down like the dude had an insane insane engine so good shout there uh at number four i have denny hamlin we head to the uh the you know the racetrack i got denny hamlin is one of the greatest athletes of all time to never win a ring 51 wins in the nascar cup series 340 top tens 40 poles he's won multiple daytona 500s uh won multiple all-stars he has been one of the most consistent drivers ever in NASCAR. A lot of people thought he was going to win his first one last year. Didn't come, didn't come about. Um, I mean, the, the fact, I mean, Denny Hamlin is the model of consistency in NASCAR. And the fact that he has never won a, a, a cup series championship is just sort of mind blowing. Um, he, he's one of the, he's one of the top, I would say, I would, I would have to argue that Denny Hamlin is one of the top 10 greatest NASCAR drivers of all time. And he has still never won a championship, so maybe maybe this year is his year. But the fact that he's had so much success with no championship really is mind blowing. Yeah, it really is, and that's that's a good call for NASCAR. Because I was looking at it like you know, I asked you earlier in the week. I said, are we including golfers who've never won a a a major? And you said, yeah. But I, I decided to go against it. The only one I could uh, find golfer that hasn't won a major that really popped in my head was Ricky Fowler. Like he's he's had quite a bit of success with no major win. And dude, don't Colin, look, Colin Montgomery. Was that's a good, really one. good. Yeah, Montgomery was a really good one. Um, um, Ian Poulter. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think Montgomery and Ricky Fowler are ahead of Poulter. All right, uh, my last one is Tony Gwynn. Oh man, uh, one yeah. of the best hitters of all time period end of story um <laughs> you talk you talk to greg maddox or any of the pitchers from the 90s um and talk about tony gwynn to them and they're like nope mm, no he was he was better than we were <laughs> you know i would argue that tony gwynn is probably the second greatest hitter in baseball history behind behind your your number five <laughs> no 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 no. I, I think the greatest hitter in baseball history is ichiro suzuki Oh, well, I, I, I would, I don't know. I think he's number one. I think Tony Gwynn's two and Pete Rose is three. I think those are, I think those are the top three greatest hitters. But I mean, dude, yeah, Tony Gwynn, he, I, I kind of suck. I'm, I'm looking at the teams he played on, played every single, every single season with the Padres. That, that sucks. He never, never won a, uh, won a world series, dude. That guy was, I mean, the thing that, the thing that always kills me about Tony Gwynn is I always see a Tony Gwynn stat on Facebook and it's always about the lack of strikeouts he had. He struck out, Billy. He played twenty seasons in the in the NBA, in the MLB. He only struck out four hundred and thirty-four times in twenty seasons. And yeah, 
it's it's stupid. Uh, and the other thing that uh, is also stupid, Bryce, and this is this is the God's honest truth. Um, there's going to be an athlete on here that we're going to have to put on here, and you and I both are going to have to say this this athlete's name on our list when it when this person retires. It's going to be Mike Trout. Yes. Yeah. Mike Trout is going to be one of the greatest athletes to ever to never win a ring. Yeah. And I, I hate that for him. I do. I really do. Yep. Dude, I'm just looking at Tony Gwynn's stats. I, I knew Tony Gwynn was a good player, but it, dude, in 1994, he hit 394. <laughs> His batting average was 394. He almost hit 400. He was almost 394 pounds, too. But <laughs> that's that's <upset>. <laughs> Uh, my last athlete, one of the top five greatest athletes to never win a ring, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, um, an absolute all-star, one of the greatest MLB players of all time. Uh, Ted Williams never, never winning a, uh, never winning a ring. So uh, yeah, he's 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 got to be up there for one of the greatest athletes in all of sports uh, to to never to never win a, a championship. Good show. Yeah. What's the uh, next one, buddy? Uh, with eight days until pitchers and catchers report to spring training, what are some of the storylines that you're looking into for the Braves uh, during spring training? Whether it's pitching rotation, who's going to back up who, everybody come out healthy, are we going to make any more trades? What's some of the bigger storylines that, that that you have coming out? I, I got two. I got two. Or I got four people that I'm looking at um, that are uh, non-roster invites that are coming to spring training. You know, last year, Dylan Dodd was a non-roster invite to spring training. And who the hell right. thought he was going to make the opening day roster? I didn't. Um, and and some of the ones that I've been looking at that are non-roster invitees to spring training that might make the opening day roster. Uh, first one is, is David Fletcher. We got him through a uh, through those weird trades that we were doing in the summer. Guy can play uh, middle infield. Um, he's sort of late 20s. Never had a ton of success at the major league level. He's a 277 lifetime hitter. Um, best year he had was in 2020 with the Angels. So he might be a dude that might make the opening day roster just to give the middle infield a little bit more depth as well as um, Luis Guillermo. Um, Guillermo, excuse me, not Guillermo. Guillermo. Luis Guillermo. Um, once again, it's going to give us some depth in the middle infield and at the corners. He can play just about anywhere in the infield at that 28, 29 year old kind of age, you know, might get you a little of a uh, little veteran, veteran leadership in the, uh, if we need to bring him in for defense, 261 batting average lifetime, never been a guy that's, that's played a ton of games. I think 2022 was the most, uh, most games he played. He played 102 games in the season but he's never been over 100 after that he's going to be a backup guy uh be interesting to see if he makes it eli white is another one an outfielder that's a non-roster invitee for the braves he's sort of been all over he's played with texas for a little while uh he played with atlanta last year he, not a great lifetime batting average 181 uh be interesting to see if he can find something in spring training and make the opening day roster and then the last one is jordan luplo uh, Jordan Luplo, once again, outfielder, just going to give us... He can also play first base, so that's kind of nice that we can have somebody uh, behind uh, Matt Olson, and we have a backup outfielder. He's been a veteran. He's almost 30. He's been in the league for uh, seven years. Lifetime, 2-1-2 batting average, so not fantastic again, but it gives, it gives us options out there in outfield uh, at depth and on defense, and it gives us a backup uh, first baseman so we don't have to burn a roster spot on just a backup first baseman. 
uh, Jordan Luplo can can be a backup first baseman and uh, backup outfielder. So Jordan Luplo, Eli White, Louis Galorme, and David Fletcher are the four guys that I'm looking at heading into spring training that are non-roster invitees uh, that might make the opening day roster. Give me um, Charlie Culberson. Okay, Charlie Culberson made the team or is making the team or is attempting to make the team yep. as a a pitcher. So give me Charlie. Um, I'd love to see what he's gonna he's gonna have. Um, basically, our infield is set. Our yes. outfield is set. Yes. Um, Kalenic is is coming in and, and taking over. Um, that's huge. Yep. Um, I I can't wait to see what he does, man. And and part of why I can't wait and and Daniel and I talked about this not too long ago on uh, inside the TP, but. He in Seattle, he was the dude, right? Or he tried to be the dude. It was him and Julio Rodriguez, and he was he was the cleanup hitter behind Julio. Um, he didn't have to be that guy right now. He didn't have to be that <laughs> no. guy in Atlanta. No, not he's, at all. He, he's gonna hit the bottom third of the lineup. Yeah, <laughs> he can just do what he does. I would not be surprised if this cat comes up and hits at least twenty-five to thirty-five home runs this year from the bottom half of the lineup. Like when, I'm not even joking. When's the last huh. time, Billy, that you can look at the Braves, outfield, infield, catching, and starting rotation, and you're like, we don't, we don't need anything. We're set. We're good. God, awesome, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, you got to remember too. Like, here's the other thing that is is in question. Is for me is um. Marcel Ozuna from 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 the Braves. From the um, Braves, I'm from the Braves. I play for the Braves. Is, uh, <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna have the second half of the season, Marcel? Or are we gonna have you know month one of Marcel Ozuna, which was god awful? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't know, and I'll be honest with you, I don't care. Uh, I don't want Marcel Ozuna on this team. I know, I know you don't, but at the same time, it doesn't matter what you want. This is what's going to happen. Marcel's on the team, and we're going to have to to hope that he has a good season. I hope he has just, a terrible season. Nope. Just so the Braves can have continue nope. success. I hope he strikes out every time at bat. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I will I will never cheer for Marcel Ozuna. Okay. Yep. How much are we paying him? $30 million? Something absurd? I don't know. Too much makes enough money to get boxing lessons, apparently. Jesus, yeah, can't stand Marcel. Absolutely not. No, that's pretty, it's not even allegedly. We got that on camera. <laughs> that's that's on uh, that's on camera. That's not even allegedly. Billy, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Baseball, we had a scrimmage last night, Villa Rick at Central. Uh, that ended 2 2, right? Yes, sir, that's what I was thinking. 2 2, top of the seventh, both uh. Both teams just said, let's let's head on home. This is a scrimmage. We got to redo all this on uh, next Tuesday in uh, in real time. Lot, we saw a lot of kids yesterday playing a lot of different positions. Um, it was uh, it was good, man. It, it was entertaining. Um, a lot of kids getting in into pickles and into jams and then working themselves out of it. Uh, good pitching game. Not a ton of offense, but uh, I thought both teams looked like they needed a scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, there were there were really good moments, and and talking with Wade Bailey 
post game. He's not happy. He's I, like, we got a lot of work to do. Don't blame him. I wouldn't um, be happy either. Talking with Riley, he's like, look, you know, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the effort that my kids gave. Um, was there moments that we could do better? Sure. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. Hey, it's a scrimmage. It's, it's a scrimmage. Yep. Yep. Uh, in basketball, Adairsville beats Bremen. Girls 37 to 25. Boys 72 to 43. Pebblebrook splits at Carrollton. Girls, uh, the girls Trojans win 69 to 16. Boys Trojans fall 61 to 57. Central split. And the girls, or excuse me, I don't mean to cut you off, but Carrollton will host the region tournament next week. Oh, sweet. Or later this week. Uh, Central Central splits at Northwest Whitfield. Uh, girls fall 47 to 43. Boys are victorious 63-41. They continue the girls continue to come up just short. Yeah. It, it seems like I don't know if you look at look at their max preps, but it's they're losing by less than 10 each time. And the boys and just the boys gotta be close to clinching that region, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they're close. Uh they they lost to Sonoraville, maybe it was Sonoraville. Yeah, I think they're um, nine and one in the in the region. And look, I'm gonna have to like I interviewed Kevin Cochran last week um, after the game, and he's like, "I'm going for region turn or region player of the year." I'm like, "That a baby." Yeah, <laughs> like I love the confidence. Yeah, they beat Sonoraville up in Sonoraville by five, then lost to him at home by five. Yeah. Um. Where do you know where that do you know where that region tournament's gonna be held? Yeah, it's going to be up in Rome. Um, well, it's it's kind of halfway between all the teams in that region. Yeah, it's same thing with the same thing with VR. Like, I just I hate that. I don't like having a predestined place where you're going to host it. It should be rewarded to the team that finishes in first. That's stupid. If if you don't if you don't want to drive far, finish in first. Sorry about it. Like, I mean that's fair. Yeah, I mean. It's a two, it's a two hour plus drive on the cheese. Oh, up to uh, sorry about it. Finish it first. Sorry about it. You want a participation award? Sorry about it. Win, win, and you well, get rewarded. Also, think about this too, Bryce. In in a lot of regions like Carrollton, for instance, um, Carrollton girls have have won their region right, and they're going to host. Carrollton will host the region tournament for their right. region. Right. Right. Yes. A lot of a lot of regions do that they have the girls whoever won the girls team like temple and her county right um will host whoever hosts wins the girls will host the region right well unfortunately for central central is one as many as they can yeah it's just girls can't yeah so that's they've done the boys have done their part the girls just haven't yeah. so well it, you know what sorry about it <laughs> i mean why do we have to why do we have to cater to these snowflakes that's the sorry about it. <laughs> I just I hate that man. I hate that. I don't I don't understand why Rome gets to host just because they were chosen. They should earn it. Shouldn't just host because oh, they not, chose it. Not a school like it, it's at a at a university. That's even worse. Why are we hosting it at a university? That's so stupid. It's a region championship. These are high school kids. Why are we taking the money away from local high schools to host it at a university? I, dude, some of the decisions that are being made in high school sports, uh, just they do not think about the ramifications of of these. Uh, it's just so stupid. It gets me so pissed off. Um, I can't. What? I said I can't tell. <laughs> I just don't understand it, dude. 
Uh, Heard County mm-hmm. at Crawford County. We don't have a score for the girls, but the boys were victorious 74-67. to 67. Uh, Temple traveled to Lamar County. Temple girls fell to Lamar County 57-46. to 46. We don't have a score for the boys in that one either. Uh, Midtown beats Villarica girls 63-22. to 22. Boys fall by one point at home on senior night 69-68. to 68. Uh, Midtown made a last-second layup to tie the game, and a uh, phantom foul was called as well. They went to the line and hit the uh, and one to break the deadlock, 69-68. to A horrible foul call, absolutely horrendous, but we've seen that all year in high school basketball. The refereeing has been about as below par as you can possibly get. Uh, in lacrosse, Carrollton Falls at Trinity Christian for the girls, 15-6, to and Carrollton Falls at South for Sign for the boys, 20 20- Two five. We had tennis last night. Central at Lagrange. I don't think we have any uh, scores for that one. Um, Freeman Freeman also had tennis yesterday, and they both both boys and girls won five nothing. Nice. I saw that yesterday. How do you win five nothing in tennis? Uh, well, it's it's done by like number one singles, number two singles, number three singles, number one doubles, number two doubles, and if you. Win all five of them. That's how you win five nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um. It looks like. Okay. So the, any- the girls. The girls won yesterday in tennis for Central. Uh. Let's see. Girls won four one. Boys lost three two. Gotcha. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's your. There's your tennis update. Yeah. Nothing on the uh, Smith floor coverings, games, and events calendar for tonight. Uh, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee. Indeed, sir. Because mine is gone. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Century 21 Novus. ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers to launch a sports streaming platform. Yes, 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 yes. All on board. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, I'm on board. Yeah, um, yes. Like, I was yes. I was thinking about this. I was talking to my parents about this the other yes. day. The only thing, the only thing that I watch live, the only thing that I watch live is sports. That's the only thing you watch, watch live? live? Do what? You don't watch anything else live? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Watch some other stuff live. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The only thing on TV I watch live. Oh, TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, I don't watch that on Uh, TV. It's it's sports and everything else. I I can watch replays of it. It's, but yes, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, This would cover ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers. So what is Warner Brothers? Is it... Uh, that's a movie company. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't why know. Why are they launching a I, I company? I don't know. I don't know what sports Warner Brothers owns. At this point, dude, I could not tell you who owns what. Um, I know Disney owns like 90% of the market. Um, and this this is essentially Disney buying Fox and Warner Brothers and bringing them into the Disney fold. I, I am all in for this. The only thing that's going to piss me off is if it's like ESPN Plus where you have to have a cable package or you can't watch like you can't watch like 90% of ESPN plus stuff because you have to have a cable package to watch it, which is just beyond ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I'm all in for this. And especially the news we got that Amazon um, bought diamond sports or a big part of diamond sports. A lot of these, a lot of these sports are going towards streaming packages. I love it because of all the cable cutters and everything. Um, So yeah, I am, I am all in on this. Uh, on the surface, it might be, you know, we might get to it and they might launch it. it might be terrible like ESPN plus, but maybe it'll be actually something good and beneficial to the consumer. Be cheap. That's all I'm asking. Be cheap. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Las Vegas mayor says the athletics should pitch a new plan to the Bay Area. It says stay out of Las Vegas. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, they, they plan to build a $1.5 billion stadium uh, in Las Vegas. I, I agree. Um, Car- Carolyn Goodman is the name of the mayor of Las Vegas. I agree with her, man. I, I don't think this is a good move for baseball. I don't think it's a good move for the Oakland A's. I, I, I love that she's sort of being chesty here. What it probably means is the Oakland A's didn't pay her enough money under the table to get her to approve the, the A's moving to Las Vegas. Um, so what she she probably wants another couple million from the A's to let them move into her city. Uh, so I'm sure they'll get that now. But I agree. I don't know why Oakland is moving to Las Vegas. Uh, the, the fans obviously show up when the team is good and they pump money into the team. But the owner doesn't want to pump money into the team. They just want to move to Las Vegas. So I hate the new trend of, of sports teams moving to Vegas. I really, really hate that. I, I would love a sports team moving to Atlanta, though, only if it's the Phoenix Coyotes and we get a franchise in the yeah. NHL. Yeah, I'm just a- saying. And, uh, dude, Phoenix Coyotes moving to Atlanta and we could be called the Phoenix. And that could still go back to their heritage of being in Phoenix. There you go. Boom. Right there. Solved it. Market 8, dude. Put it in. Put it in pen. Put it uh, on live the golf. Board. John Rahm hoping for a way to to play in the PGA Tour events. I dude, I don't even know what's going on with the PGA Tour. To be honest with you, who can play in what tour and uh, the LIV and the PGA under the same umbrella? I don't know. Live and PGA agreed and said, "Hey, we're going to con- combine." Nope. No, no, really. no, 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 no. Not combined. They are owned by the same. They're under the same umbrella. They're owned by the same I- company. But they're not combining. It's it's so it's so weird and convoluted. I don't I don't understand what's going on. I don't even try to understand. I'm just I'll turn it on on Thursdays and be like, all right, let's see who's playing today. Let's see. I don't know what's going on. So let's just watch. Um, it's weird, dude. It's so weird. Astros and Jose Altuve agreed to they reach a five year, one hundred twenty five million dollar extension. Shoo, buddy. That's a that's a big chunk of change. Congratulations to him. Just don't take your shirt off after a home run. That cat is 34 years old. He's old, right, Bryce? That's pretty old, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty old, but just can't uh, remember. Don't take your shirt off after a home run. Don't want to do that. I mean, that. hey, I, I'll, I'll give it to Jose Altuve. For a dude that stopped growing in middle school, he's made a lot out of his, out of his life. Yeah, yeah. Finally, today in 2023, last year, LeBron James scores 38 points to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer as the Lakers down or go down 133 to 130 to Oklahoma City in Los Angeles. He surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 38,387 career points. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's he's okay. He's all right. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to be decent in the NBA. Uh, Definitely a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Wednesday. On a hump day. Let's let's enjoy our hump day. Um, for Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. I've got media day today at Central. We'll have your audio to you as soon as possible. But we'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.